Welcome to the Truth About ICD-10 podcast, with tips and strategies to improve documentation, billing, and compliance as you transition to ICD-10. This is the ideal podcast for front desk, clinicians, and billers. For more information and to get your free ICD-10 book, please visit www.truthabouticd10.com. And now, your host and author of The Truth About ICD-10, Dr. Nitin Choda. ICD-10 do's and don'ts for the biller coder. Now, for the purposes of this training, I'm going to assume that the biller and the coder are the same person, or I'm going to assume that uh, you have a biller and a coder who are both certified by the AAPC. Now, first of all, it's important to make sure that uh, the biller coder is certified by the AAPC um, as someone who is knowledgeable about ICD-10. So again, this individual should have gone through some training, some testing on ICD-10 and should have passed a certification exam or a proficiency test so that the ICD-10 knowledge and basic expertise is, is, is validated for the biller and or coder. That's number one. Number two, your biller is only as good as the quality of the supporting documentation from the clinician. So clinicians need to make sure that they document with a very high level of specificity because it is this supporting documentation that drives the ICD-10 codes. Now, here's what a biller can do. Uh, the, you know, let's say, let's say John, a physical therapist, documents a visit for Susie Smith and John sends the claim over to the billing software. Now, the biller can look at John's documentation, can look at the claim for Susie Smith and make sure that every single ICD-10 code that has been designated by John is justified by the clinical documentation. Now, to flip this, uh, to flip this around, let's say John has actually missed designating some ICD-10 codes for Susie Smith. So let's say John forgot to do, forgot to designate an ICD-10 code, but the quality of John's documentation was very high. Uh, and let's make the assumption that, you know, the documentation is very specific, is very granular, is very detailed, because that's the kind of therapist that John is. But John might have not designated every possible ICD-10 code, which is possible because there's so many ICD-10 codes. Then the biller can go back to John and say, hey, John, these ICD-10 codes can be added to the claim before we submit the claim to the payer. Can you approve this? And then John reviews it, John approves it, and then the claim goes over. This is good workflow. Now, an example of bad workflow is a biller encoder simply adding the ICD-10 codes that are appropriate and sending them off to the payer. Now, you don't want to do that simply because, you know, um, all of these are are uh, tied to, are tagged to John's NPI, National Provider Identification Number. So John is essentially responsible for the claim. And John needs to be aware of what's on the claim form that's being submitted. But on the other hand, let's assume the quality of the clinical documentation is insufficient to designate the ICD, you know, to designate the maximum number, uh, the appropriate number of ICD-10 codes. Then in that case, the biller has to use his or her expertise to go back to John and say, hey, John, um, did you document for Susie Smith 
and in other words, can you expand on, can you elaborate on the documentation for Susie Smith? And then John does that. And then the cycle begins of the designation of the correct ICD-10 code. So keep in mind that this workflow uh, is part is a crucial part of the ICD-10 do's and don'ts for billers and coders in your practice.